On today's podcast of seven questions, I'm super excited to welcome John Strand because when I met this guy, we were at the gym and he, you know, if you don't know, I'm a swimmer and he was definitely someone who just looked like he could out swim me, to be frank. And I had to ask him so many questions because it's rare that I am overwhelmed by someone who just looks like they're fast in the pool. And I come, turn to, come to find out this guy, is, he swims daily. I swim a few times a week. And he's way more than just a swimmer. He's a well-accomplished model and actor. And I just had to have him on the podcast. So sometimes you just never know how you can meet someone. And for me, it's, it's always fascinating to, you know, I started this podcast because I uh, am attracted to just interesting people. And if I see someone interesting, I like to just connect. So uh, today I'm excited just to welcome John Strand because, you know, he's an internationally published model and actor. He was born here in California, grew up in a vibrant Italian-American family, and is based in both L.A. and New York. After years of developing skills and growing a resume of print, runway, television, and film work, which then followed his songwriting and performing passions with any rock band still, he has established a strong start in the world of style and media. He's built a compelling brand throughout the entertainment and lifestyle industries. John Strand brings a relentless work ethic, rare integrity, and a passionate and creative spirit to every endeavor. He is available for assignment locally in LA and New York City, as well as everywhere worldwide. Hi, it's Booty, and you're listening to 7 Questions. 7 Questions is where I ask world leaders and people I find fascinating 7 questions. Today, I have the honor of having a new friend, John Strand. What's up, John? What's up, Booty? How are you? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me this morning. Well, I recently met you uh, at a gym, which we won't advertise, and (laughs) I was fascinated by... um, If you guys don't know, I, I love to swim, and John and I met, and he had just come from a swim and I was really fascinated by how much he swam and how long he's been swimming. And then the com- competitor in me uh, was just really curious about who this guy was. So, uh, and then it comes to find out he's uh, an actor, a model, um, and just- A swimmer. A swimmer as well, <laughs> but also someone like that I see um, uh, from just my first impression uh, is gonna be leading, leading um, leading in the industry that he's going after. So I like to, to bring on people, uh, no matter how I meet them, uh, on this podcast to share their experiences uh, with part of their story. So thank you for you know, being willing to, to jump on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's an honor. All right. Well, anything you're working on you want to share with our audience? Um, I'll just share my baseline. My name is John Strand, uh, Instagram.com slash John Strand. And that's the best way to find me keep in touch, interact with what's going on. Uh, I am a a passionate, uh, creative communicator, so I love to develop and deliver stories, whether that's, um, I love fashion, obviously, I'm a full-time model uh, and actor, um, and marketing, uh, delivering messages, branding, so those are the kind of things that I'm interested in and working on all the time. Well... And that's his story. Uh, if you guys hear us, it's a little loud out here. So hopefully, um, 
you can hear most of us, but the thing about seven questions is that I, I always want to keep it to where it's not super over-edited um, and super perfect. Uh, I think sometimes life life isn't, and so right now we're outside. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. Yes, it is. Might be a little noisy, but we're gonna get through it. So, question one. You ready? Let's open the box. All right. You can't. He hasn't seen the question, guys, and so as it, as you guys know, he picks one at a time, and we go through them. Let's go. You ready? All right. Question one. Oh, it's a good one. What do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, question one. What do you want to be remembered for, John? I mean, that could be the only question we answer, <laughs> and that would, that would sum it all up right there. Um, that's an, it's, a, it's a fascinating element of humanity that we want to be remembered. Mm. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I want to be remembered for integrity. I want to be remembered for, you know, the more experiences I have in life, um, the more I realize that the, the specifics aren't what really matter so much as it is the heart of it. So what I want to be remembered for is uh, being really passionate about whatever it is that I'm working on, but also being really compassionate um, that I was able to observe others around me and appreciate what they're going through and, and what they need. Um, alongside of what I might be interested in or working towards. Uh, and that's a challenge for me because I'm very laser focused in my personality, which is a strength, but also a weakness. Mm -hmm. So something that I'm always trying to work on is being more uh, observant and present and compassionate, empathetic, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's a vague answer, but I think that's the, the truth of what I really want to be remembered for is, is being Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think the thing about seven questions is there, there are no right answers, right? Uh, so just keep that in mind. This is your story, and we're here to listen. All right. Question two. All right. What are you most grateful for? What are you most grateful for? You've got some really good questions, <laughs> man. Those are, those are deep and uh, deep and meaningful. Um, most grateful for. I'll tell you what, uh, another really powerful um, truth and, and, and lesson that I'm constantly learning in my life is how important gratitude is. Um, every time I think I've learned that, <laughs> it's like I wake up the next day or the next week and I realize I have so much more to learn when it comes to gratitude. Um, but I think just to answer the question simply, what are you most grateful for? Uh, I would say my mother and father. Um, could be cliche, but it's so, so true. Uh, I have an absolutely incredible family, particularly um, two parents that are far from perfect and had a lot of challenges and struggles in their own lives and as they were raising me and my siblings. But. Uh, I really have never seen such a powerful example of um, sacrificial love of them just really investing everything into their children and that was such a powerful gift and um, such a 
significant foundation to my life um, and, and the more challenges and struggles and peaks and valleys I go through the more I can see how important that foundation was and uh, so I couldn't be more grateful for that shout out to all the moms and yeah. dads out amen. there amen <laughs> seriously question three What's been the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny? Okay. What's the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny? Oh, man. For some reason, the answer to that isn't feeling immediately obvious. I, I guess there have been a lot of choices. Is there any choice you've made to find a dad? was difficult enough like I think a lot of times people have or parents again and many people have parents who expect you to do one thing then you decide you're not doing that thing and many parents don't always support uh, their children when they decide to go especially into the arts or any creative industry if it's not going to be lucrative or grounded or stable um, so I guess really what the question is asking has there ever been a moment where you had to make a choice that you know, others, that was difficult because of others around you, you know? Uh, yeah, certainly what you described, I've been through pretty directly uh, with growing up and my parents, although they were supportive of my artistic um, interests and so forth. Um, but, um, gosh. You know, uh, okay, so... I had to make a very, very difficult choice about uh, a relationship. Um, in fact, my first serious relationship, romantic relationship, uh, when I was a teenager, I was pretty young. Um, and that, uh, I, I'm, I'm no longer with that person today. It's, it's, it's part of my past, but it was very, very significant in my story and my development as a human being. Um, and I'm, I'm still learning a lot of things from, from that story and the decisions involved, but I did have a very defining decision to, to do what I believed in, internally that I really wanted to commit to doing as opposed to doing what I felt might be it expected to be the right decision um, and I'm not necessarily even certain that I made the right decision but I made a conscious decision to try to make my own decision rather than just lean on uh, expectations or preconceived ideas uh, that I felt might have been established for me and that wasn't to say I felt like I was actively rebelling against what I'd been taught or, or the, the foundations I'd been given by my, my family and community and upbringing. Um, but it was asserting some independence and um, it was a very difficult decision to make it that I was young and emotionally invested in and uh, all of those kinds of things. So, 
Yeah, I don't know if that's the best answer to the question either, but that's kind of what came to mind. No, there's no best answer. <laughs> you have a lot of curious people, I bet, that, I bet I'll tell you that. Uh, you might get some people asking questions. Yeah, yeah, up follow up. Uh, Come and find me, ask all the questions you want. I love it. <laughs> Question four. If you were an animal, which one would you want to be? You were an animal. Oh, man. So I have a trademark hashtag. I am hashtag dark horse. So that's not exactly a horse. Um, but <laughs> what, is it's, what is a dark horse? What is a dark horse? So if you were an animal, which one would you want to be? Well, I, I'd be a dark horse. <laughs> I, I'm going to answer the question that way because it gives me an excuse to explain. Yeah. Um, what is a dark horse and why do I use that? Uh, why is that associated with who John's friend is? Um, I kind of assumed that moniker a long time ago. It, it is a reference that comes from the sports world. Okay. Um, and yes, it does refer originally to a horse. Uh, but the term refers to basically an underdog in any sort of competitive environment. Um, but specifically, it, it applies to a contestant in, in a race or competition where that particular horse or player or team is is not really expected to win, mm. but they actually do possess the talent and ability and skill to be competitive against the, the top people in the field that are considered the favorites to win a race, any given race. Got it. Um, they're called, the, the term dark horse originated because on a horse track, you always put the front runners that are most talked about most popular in the front so that you, people can easily see them mm. and the and the horses that are less interesting or less they're less popular aren't, people aren't talking about them as much they're put at the, the furthest away in the track for obvious reasons but what that does is it causes them to be in the shadow of the horses in front mm -hmm. thus being a darkened horse I just learned something new. <laughs> I always think that story is fascinating, and it, the reason I assume that moniker um, is because I've always felt that way about my own, artist, my own artistic journey, uh, where, especially in modeling, which is a very niche field, and your job is basically to be rejected and be told no mm. constantly, like literally a thousand times or more for everyone yes. A thousand no's. Literally a thousand. It's it's crazy and it's it's dark. It's literally very dark and it's it's a it's an arduous journey. Um, but I've always had this sense that I have the potential and the ability and the tools and the skills to succeed and I will overcome at the end and pull ahead of, of the preferred favorites and win a victory. But it's going to be coming from the shadows. And so that's uh, that's kind of in my ethos. Wow. There you go. <laughs> I'm like I'm still thinking. <laughs> Question five. Who would you like to meet that you haven't yet, and why? Oh man, I, I Who honestly would you like to meet? I should have, I should have the answer for that question already in mind, and I really don't. But uh, who would you like to meet that you haven't yet, and why? Um, okay, this is going to be a more recent answer to this question because if I'd have, I, you know, I could have come up with an answer to this for many years. Um, but more recently, I'll be controversial and throw out, I would love to meet President Trump. Okay. Um, and I normally 
keep politics very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, at least recently, uh, when I was telling you my story earlier, I actually almost went into politics. Yeah. Um, I was interested in, in law, I was on a debate team, I actually ran uh, a campaign for uh, a state representative who's now a state senator. And uh, anyway, I, I was very in- interested and involved in that for a time. Became less in- interested and involved once I realized how rigged the system tends to be and how little integrity there is in a lot of political leaders, just in general. Uh, I found that very distasteful. Um, However, in more recent times, I've become a little bit more involved and interested again. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with some of the different, very controversial things that have happened along with more recent presidential elections and so forth. Another reason I don't talk about politics much in recent times is because professionally I'm fully invested in acting and modeling in Hollywood life and so forth. And if you are not extremely liberal, then that is not helpful to your career or to anything else. Um, and nothing against liberals or liberal politics. I'm very open-minded and I love and support all people and all thoughts and ideas. Um, but personally, I am more conservative politically uh, just because that makes logical and intellectual sense to me more often than not. And uh, so, yeah, I don't talk politics in public slash industry environments very often for strategic purposes. Um, but for whatever reason, I just feel bold and daring. <laughs> I'll go. just throw it out there because I don't care, and I'm being honest right now. And uh, so I thought that'd be an interesting answer to that question. Who would you like to meet that you haven't yet, and why? I would love to meet Donald Trump. Mm. And why? Well, because he's a very fascinating individual. Um, I, I think he's very, to me, he's very motivating and inspiring. Um, obviously, you could, different people will take that different ways. Some people love him, some people very violently dislike him and hate him, um, which I understand both sides of that. But regardless of your politics or what you think of him as a person, um, I think as an entity, as, as a business tycoon, a television personality, and now a political and world leader, um, he's, he's, very, he's very consequential. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think no one could dispute that he's had a very powerful impact on the world and on a lot of lives. Um, and so I find that noteworthy and interesting. Um, he definitely has a tendency to buck the norm, buck the trends. Mm-hmm. You know, recently in politics, obviously, he's developed this re- reputation for wanting to challenge the establishment and break that down, um, which can be appealing to a lot of people. Certainly, that appeals to me. And politics aside, what I find interesting about him and why I'd love to meet him is that that ma- uh, that maverick mentality. That's another uh, hashtag I use is yeah. uh, maverick and lifestyle maverick, um, which to me just means a mindset of being bold, daring, and and unique. Really identifying something that you want or believe in or resonate with, and seeking that and pursuing that despite resistance and conformity and groupthink which can tend to be very prevalent and it can tend to be very comforting um, to go with the flow. So if you're going against the flow, if you're fighting the majority, not just for the sake of being a rebel or causing a ruckus for no reason, but you know for that more purposeful uh, intent, um, 
you know, that, that could be a really exciting and challenging thing. And uh, Donald Trump is someone that I feel inspires that kind of thinking and that kind of action. And uh, so I find that fascinating. There you go. Donald Trump. Yeah. You never know. that one came out of the box. <laughs> I have no expectations. I, I didn't oh, expect you didn't it to come out of the box. box. <laughs> Your box or mine. Yeah, listen. Last question. Oh, that's question six. Never mind. Oh, okay, next question. <laughs> what is your intention? What is your intention? Gosh. Uh, you know, I would say ultimately, I think my intention is to give. Um, and, and this is definitely a, a challenge to myself that I'm working on a lot, all the time. You know, but all of us as, as humans, at a base level, we're, we're, we're physical creatures, um, and we have, we have this innate uh, need to consume. And to, to take in. And God built us and designed us that way to a certain extent, physically speaking. Um, but emotionally and spiritually, um, and I mean, there are physical parallels to this as well, you, you take in so that you can put out. And so I think my answer to what is your intention is I really want my intention to be that I am I am not just consuming to constantly focus internally on putting something in myself but that whatever it is that I do take in consume is for the purpose of putting something back out and that I'm giving as I'm as I'm receiving it is better to give than to receive as the saying goes uh, but it is true and it's an important thing to make that an intention, I think, so. Yeah. There you go. Last question, officially last question, guys. Yeah, that, 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 this is, that was the last question before the, uh, the last question. Before the finale. Question seven. <laughs> What's the lesson that's taken you the longest to learn? Question seven. What's the question? What's the question? What's the lesson that's taking you the longest to learn? Oh, man. Let me figure out the answer to this real quick here. What's the lesson that's taking you the longest to learn? Probably the one that I'm still working on. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually it. Yeah. Um, And... um, Uh, well, we'll go with this answer. Um, one of the, I think, the biggest challenges for people in general and for myself specifically, for sure, uh, is the challenge of expectation. And in one sense, I did start to learn this kind of a long time ago, but it's something that I've had to continue to learn and to grow in. Uh, and I, 
and I just realized more and more as I, as I continue in my journey that um, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but it, it's less about the specifics and more about the heart of something that matters. And there's an interesting tension here because, um, you know, I'm an artist, both of us are creatives and in creative fields. And, um, and, and even if you're not an artist or in a quote-unquote creative field, all people have hopes and fears and dreams. And, and all of us, particularly in uh, creative fields, are, are very um, sensitive to that concept of, of hope and of dreaming. And, I mean, we are literally sitting here in Hollywood, the city of dreams, the city of angels, the, all of those things, um, which, again, might be cliche, but it's so true. It's very vibrant. You can feel it when you're here. It's one of my favorite things about being, calling this home and, and living and working here. Uh, but we're very sensitive to that, and it's, it's a really powerful component of humanity. It's really important that people have hope and that they have dreams and that they find the freedom and the courage to explore and pursue those, whatever they might be. So that's one side of the tension. The other side is that when we have dreams, we can often turn them into expectations or specific thoughts and plans of what sh should and will occur or happen in our lives and in our experiences. And so often that's not what actually happens. And so often that is incredibly painful and it can be very damaging. Um, and so, the lesson that I am still working on learning is that you really have to work to separate dreams and expectations and learn that dreams are very important but expectations are not always necessarily a part of those. And the more you can learn to detach and let go of, of expectations at certain times, the better off you'll be because they can really harm you and drag you down. Uh, they can also just limit you from new opportunities and different dreams that you didn't realize you did or could have. Um, so they can limit your, your growth and expansion. Um, but yeah, that's a, a tough tension and an interesting lesson there that I'm definitely always working on. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it, John. Um, at the end of the game, uh, I always ask my guests to pick nominate someone else to play? Anyone come to mind? Um, gosh, I mean, I'd love to introduce you to my brother. Cool. Um, and uh, I'm sure he would more than likely enjoy enjoy doing a, an episode with you and, and engaging. And uh, he's an incredible human being, far beyond me even, and a uh, cool. very close friend and dear love of mine. So, yeah. I would nominate him, actually. Bobby Strand. Bobby Strand, you're up next. Well, you've been listening to Seven Questions. I've had the honor of having John Strand here to play today here in H Club in Hollywood. Uh, so thankful for his time. Thank you for those who listen and subscribe. For more information, please click the link below.